This episode is brought to you by Lush Clean Kicks. Your pride and joy need a bit of a TLC, bring them back to their former glory. Get in touch with only the best products said to make them all clean and crispy again. Reach out to Benny, Lush Clean Kicks at gmail.com or check him out on Instagram and Facebook. This is... This is... Two Blokes in a Pod. Hey, what is that? The podcast where, well... It's a bit of this, a bit of that. I don't understand. Just blokey laughs and blokey chats. Okay. Whatever it is, let's get started. Whatever it is, let's get started is what our intro says. It does. Right? And um, you know you know, it's going to be one of those big fuck off episodes when we open like that and we don't mm. shit talk beforehand. We just go straight to business and we talk about business. Now, the reason why I'm saying that is because we've got something that's been shitting me off for the last fucking few weeks from fucking Super Bowl to goddamn Australia right now. It's called the Taylor Swift mania. No. Or Taylor it's mania. The Swifties. Swift- the Swift. Are you a Swiftie? Fuck no. Come on, man. <laughs> no. I mean, you got to be a part of the Swiftie army, mate. Nah. No? I'm a Jacksonite, mate. Oh, Doesn't he's dead? But Jacksonite, he's dead. But all right, he, okay. In in today's music, um, I would be a, um, oh, I don't know. Could I say I'm a Martian? I like Bruno Mars, Martian. Yeah, I hate Taylor Swift, man. I can't, I can't shake it <laughs> off anymore. <laughs> is that a no, bit of a pun there? It is a pun. <laughs> if I hear. Oh, excuse me, DJ. Can you play Love Story one more time? I'm done. I'm fucking done. <clears throat> yeah. Now, look, well, you're probably the minority in Australia at the moment, and you're just going to have to accept that. Are you telling me no, you're not. a Swifty? I, look, I'm, I'm just – I'm nothing. I'm nothing. Do you know in Greek what the word busty means? I do. Yeah, so for those that aren't Greek listening to our podcast, mm. it pretty much pussy is the word for gay in Greek, right? <laughs> That's what you are, a swifty pussy. No, 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 look, you know, when, when the tunes come on the radio, I mean, I'll, look, I, I don't switch over. I just let it ride it out until someone else comes on. You know what I mean? Bullshit. You Bull- groove with your son. <laughs> you, Get the sunnies you go, on. You go drive. See, this is why my children <clears throat> have... Mm. Uh, like eight years old, my oldest son, and mm. he appreciates good house music because that's what oh. we play in the car. Oh, mate. Mate, he can sing you the whole Show Me Love and um, Basement a- Jacks and everything off off by heart. Were you a Groove Coverage bloke back in the day? Oh, uh, look, <clears throat> sort of. Sort of. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, I was, I, was a, I was a headbanger, man. Mate, I fucking loved Groove Coverage when I was, when I was a little kid. My wife was at Groove Terminator on the weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Groove Terminator and the Gospel Choir. But anyway, look, you know what? I, we'll get into that a bit later. What I want to discuss now is this bullshit hype that's happening in Australia right now. Look, okay? ma- look mate, I'm going to cut you off right there. All right, go it's for it. It's not a fucking hype. Go for it. It's not a hype, okay? She has injected $1 billion in our economy, okay? Can we put that into perspective for you? Mate, the only thing she's injecting <laughs> is that Kelsey's dick, okay, listen, inside her. <clears throat> listen, listen. He's One, a lucky bloke, though. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn lucky bloke. One billion dollars yeah. in. I don't know. You might have to fact check on uh, fact check me on this, but I'm not sure if it's one billion dollars in the Victorian government or uh, the economy or the Australian economy because she's only gone to two states, right? To put that into perspective. Um, the Women's World Cup went for, what is it, four, is it two weeks, three weeks? Four weeks. Four weeks? Four weeks. That put in, in combined with... A billion dollars Australia-wide. A billion dollars, so it was a billion dollars Australia-wide. The Women's World Cup put in seven billion. She's one person, right? The, um... The Qantas bookings have received a whopping 1,500% increase when it comes to ticket sales compared to this time last year. 
I was going to say something there, but I better not because I've learnt my lesson about um, saying negative things about big corporations. All right. <laughs> so she's doing something. She's doing something right, and she she's going to pocket after everything's paid. This is according to the Guardian. Uh, Thirty-five million bucks for seven shows, on top of the seven hundred million dollars she's going to make throughout her tour. How many shows is she doing? Seven. Seven. So I think it's three in Melbourne and seven in Sydney. Uh, three in Melbourne and four in Sydney. Yeah. This yeah, guy definitely, that's why he became a tradie. He does not know how to fucking count. No. So three in Melbourne. Three in Melbourne, four in Sydney. And are all three shows in Melbourne at the MCG? Yes. So, uh, four 96. Sorry? So I was right. So, yeah. so um, 96,000. Times three. Wow. And how many... How many 14 mil a night it was. 14 gross. mil a night. 14 gross. mil a night yeah. gross. Gross. Yeah, yeah. So that's gross. So net is 35 million for the four shows. Uh, for the uh, seven shows. Big shout out to our acting producer over there, Kieran. He's yeah. In the, in the this is what it, so this Giving is what us it, all these... He's a Swifty hard. Oh, he oh, loves her. He oh, loves her. I was having a mate the other day. Get her off, I Mate, trust me, try being a DJ and then getting invited to play at a kid's disco. I actually now say no because I know that every second song is going to be like um, a Taylor Swift song. Now, don't get me wrong. There are songs like, you know, Shake Me Off, for example. Mm. It's a bearable song when you're mm. at a disco, at a kid's disco. Mm. But why do these kids want Love Story and all these other slow Taylor Swift songs mm. about her ex-partner and all mm. that? Like, make a bloody dancey song about uh, banging a footballer or something. Uh, uh, like, uh, producer coming in again, for the, uh, the average person spending well, you think plus, about it. Plus accommodation, plus right. flights, plus all this fucking fancy bullshit everyone's wearing. Yeah, that's the Come thing. Come on, man. That's the thing. You might get a $150 nosebleed ticket, right? Right. But you get to the <clears throat> concert, you're paying at least another 100 to 150 bucks of uh, merchandise, T-shirts, books. Plus. Goddamn plus. those things that they wave in the air. Like, fuck knows what they are. Plus. Well, okay. So I'm a massive Coldplay fan, right? I didn't get tickets to the Melbourne. Fuck you, right? <laughs> to fi- so they're all sold out, obviously. But there are these um, ticket merchants. They're like um, resellers right? for a nosebleed seat at the moment. Resale eight hundred bucks for a Coldplay ticket. Listen, dude, I'm a Coldplay fan, but fuck eight hundred bucks. Come on, man, eight hundred bucks? Would you pay eight hundred bucks? No, oh well. I like Coldplay. I love Coldplay. I saw them in 2006, right before right before I went to Europe. I went on a mm. Kentucky tour. <clears throat> they were in Adelaide, mm. and I scored free tickets in a corporate box, mind you. Mm. I had no fucking idea who Coldplay were. And mm. from that moment, I loved Coldplay. So I got, I got into Coldplay. Okay, so have you watched Suits? Hey, oh, yeah. Before we get to Coldplay, just a producer again. Uh, audiences are comparing Taylor Swift to Pink. I love pink. I'm I not a poppy. Pink. I'm not a poppy person, but I love pink. And the reason why I love pink is, many many years ago, there was a concert at Adelaide Oval where Pink and Shaggy were the headliners. Oh shit! Yeah, right. It was fucking phenomenal. Wow. She was out of this fucking world. Mm. Out of this world. And Shaggy, Mr. Lover, Lover. Like, fuck, oh my God. He was incredible. No, you know, you know what? But I, can I just yeah, say one thing? No. You can't compare Taylor to Pink. I think Pink is bigger. I personally think Pink is bigger. Like, personal preference. She definitely has bigger boobs, that's for sure. <laughs> she got bigger balls too, mate. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, 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 no. So there, there was a – where I started really loving Pink – was when she made that song, Dear Mr. President. You guys remember that song? Yeah. She di- does not give a fuck. If she wants to say something about political views or whatever, she fucking says it. She doesn't give a shit. Uh, it's uh, the fucking best. Hands down, I think Pink is the greatest. Mate, I think Pink is even better than Beyonce. 
And Beyonce's huge in the pops field. Going anyway. Back to, going back to the question, though, if mm. it was two male artists, would they be comparing them? Depends. Oh, hell no. No, it depends who it is. Hell no. I mean, well, okay. So you got Justin Bieber and you got Justin Timberlake coming in. Oh, fuck oh, them. Oh, that's nah, tough. Fuck them. fuck them. See. No, if it's, okay, what about if it's like Eminem Yeah, but are we Dre? talking about Justin, Justin Timberlake in his prime? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. JB like, in his prime too when it was like everyone was losing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's See the thing is I don't believe The male artists Regardless of who they are I don't believe male artists Can sell out like that The only one which Eminem, I believe Yeah Eminem will be Eminem. the only artist <clears throat> But that's a whole different level And there's of, a rumour that he's coming Yeah I heard so Adelaide, Adelaide Oval. Oval Yeah But Kanye West will sell it out though Oh yeah 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 definitely Yeah And if Dre, yeah. If Dre ever toured Forget it yeah. Up in Smoke Tour 2.0. Oh, Dr. Dre. Oh, yeah. my God. No, not Drake. Dre. Yeah, sorry. Dr. I thought Dre. you said Drake. And I'm like, what are you talking about, you retard? Nah, man. <laughs> Come on, man. We're talking about music, you know. No, 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 no. Dr. Dre. Like, you know, when I went to the Snoop Dogg concert this time last year, right? Mm. One of the best concerts I've been to. I walked in mm. and I walked out fucking high as, and I wasn't mm. even smoking. Mm. But I'll tell you what. So I swear I thought I saw Dr. Dre on the sideline. Right? I've got a story for you too. I swear this. I thought I saw him. But uh, it was incredible. No, Fucking so incredible. <clears throat> it was the West Coast original tour. So it was um, it was uh, Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, Bone Thugs and Harmony. They came to Adelaide uh, Entertainment Centre. And I, I was like, fuck yeah, like, you know. <clears throat> and um, so I went, it was me, my sister and my best mate. <clears throat> we three went. Anyway, my sister, some... You know, in amongst it, she got, like, knocked the fuck out, right? Someone, like, elbowed it. It was an accident. We ended up in hospital, right, that night. <clears throat> and um, I remember, wait, like, in the waiting room, and um, while she was in, <clears throat> and I needed to go to the toilet. So I'm, I'm just standing there, walking to the toilet, and then I feel this person just sort of push me to the side and run in the toilet, right? It was right. one of those multi-use toilets you know it was just one toilet in that big you know room anyway so i'm waiting 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 like i haven't taken my eyes off the door waiting waiting i'm like fucking hell 20 minutes man i gotta take a piss anyway so i knock on the door no one answers open the door no one's in there so i'm thinking was this like effects from like the old mary jane <laughs> i was standing there for fucking 20 minutes thinking someone pushed in front of me to go to the toilet and no one was in there Wow. <clears throat> anyway. So anyway, Taylor Swift, it's not a hype at the moment. It is real. It is real. And if she came fucking again next year, same thing will fucking happen. I just don't, uh, like... Me personally, I don't think her songs are big enough, in my personal opinion, right? Like, if you told me to name five songs from her, I can't. Because I don't, I don't fucking listen to her, right? But there's all these teeny Jeez, boppers. Jeez, now, now you got me on the spot. Name now five songs. Okay. Shake It Off. Oh, okay. Love Story. I don't even know that song. Um, Love Story is like her biggest. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. If I hear it on the radio, i probably get it. Yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking two songs. See what I mean? See what I mean? Um, They're all paid audiences. She's not making anything on this tour. Another quick producer question. Is the Taylor Swift phenomenon, I'm just doing this question, uh, is the Beatlemania. Oh man, that's a massive call. I'm gonna fucking lean over the table, and punch him in the face. No, no you way. Can't compare Taylor Swift no to way. the Beatles. See, it's, it's our generation Beatles. That's a lot of people saying online. Man, I reckon ACDC could sell out bigger than in their prime. Would have been massive, more oh, massive than oh, Taylor. Yeah, but compare Taylor now to Beatles prime. As much as, I'd ha as much as I hate to admit it, probably. Yeah, probably. Probably. That's bullshit, man. That's bullshit. Like, fuck, can't she just sit in... This is in all because of Kanye. Where's she from? Kansas? Where's she? Who fucking knows? This is all because of Kanye. It's Texas or something, I think. Texas, is it? Oh, not Kansas City. Right, I don't know. Can't she click, click her fucking red heels and go fucking back home or something? She will. <laughs> Once she makes her 35 mil net. 
You know what? Whoever's listening to this and going, why the fuck? Pennsylvania. Jesus Christ. It's like on the other side of the bloody country. But if anyone's listening to this podcast going, why the hell have I tuned in to two blokes in the pod and they're talking about um, Taylor Swift? I'll tell you why. Because it's fucking bullshit. I had to listen to it about the Super Bowl. I had to listen to it about... Oh, wait, pre-Super Bowl, then post-Super Bowl. And during. And during Super Bowl. Like, every time you watch Super Bowl, she was fucking on the screen. Like, goddamn people. And now she's touring Australia, and every goddamn station and news article... I went on news.com.au before, and every second article was about Taylor fucking Swift. Have a look at this. I'm just going to open up Google. You know what? Right yeah. Get the Swift out of here and go back home. <laughs> There you go. Taylor Swift spotted in Melbourne. For the Whoever first time. the promoters are, they're making a monster out of this. This is the first thing I opened up. And they're up. definitely never going to sponsor our podcast. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> fuck that up. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh, anyway. God. Is anyway. that it? Are we done with Taylor? So, how's your week been? <laughs> Apart well, from all this. <laughs> Apart from all this. Well, that clearly shows you how my week's been. <laughs> it's been a bit swifty, hasn't it? Yeah, a bit swifty. Fucking hell. Hey, um, all right. Massive, massive news. Okay. Okay. This is a serious note. Serious. So as per every episode, we um, always want to touch on something mental health related. Mm. And I have uh, come across, um, I've come across a young guy who actually reached out to me. Where are we? Um, Yep. So he's reached out to me. His name's Zach. Mm. He's uh, a guy that's gone through quite a bit himself mm -hmm. and uh, mental health. So he grew up in a pretty bad environment. Mm -hmm. He's going to talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, and he reached out to our podcast page Perfect. and said, Hey guys, mm -hmm. I'm currently walking from Melbourne to Perth to raise mental men's mental health awareness. Good luck to him, mate. So I'm going to get him on the phone and we're going to have a bit of a chat um, with him to see what, what he can tell us. Hmm. Yeah. About himself. Can you hear that? Yeah. So let's see how we go. The person you are oh. calling is not available. That's a bit awkward. That is very awkward. He did text me that he was coming on. Um, That's all right. Wait for him to call back. <clears throat> yes. So he's said, I'm just settling in at a pub that I'm staying at for the night, mate. Um, that was, uh, oh, I don't know, about half an hour ago. He's probably in the shower. All That's right. all right. He'll call us back. So, yeah, so he's um, raising awareness for men's mental health. Yes, absolutely. So yep. I'll quickly bring up his page. And anyone that uh, is interested, please go visit. Um, I'll sh oh, there we go. G'day, Zach. Can you hear us? Oh, excellent. Fantastic, mate. Just give us a sec and I'll, uh, there we go. All right. No oh, there you are. <clears throat> Zach, this is Val and Stamati from Two Blokes in the Pod. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, mate. No worries at all. Glad um, to be here. So I was just giving our listeners a little bit of an intro about you, um, uh, pretty much, uh, you know, what you're doing and the reasons why you're doing it. But I want to hear it in your own words um, and, 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 you know, what's going on, what led you to make this massive walk um, across pretty much Australia. No worries at all. Um, I'd like to introduce myself first. My name's Zach. I'm a 27-year-old young fella from the Hunter Valley in New South Wales, and um, I'm doing a walk in the hopes of a genuine change that is so badly needed in this world, you know? Um, I lost my best mate to suicide around Christmas time two years ago. It was one of the hardest moments of my life that I've ever, you know, really encountered myself. Um, oh, that's sad to hear, mate. Sorry to hear that, mate. Broke my heart, still does, I, you know? Still uh, picture those kind of memories myself every day when I wake up and every night before I fall asleep and it eats away at me, it does. Mm. But, um, you know, I, I myself, I uh, experienced a lot of shit growing up, you know, as a kid. Things that no kid should ever really have to see or anything like that uh, was taken off my family, off my mum when I was 12 year old and I was placed into foster care myself until the age of 18. Oh, wow. During, during the time that I was in care, I was, you know, the victim of institutional sexual abuse and things like that. And I always spoke up, but my voice was never heard, you know. Um, so when you experience things like that, obviously it can really, uh, you know, 
So the, by, an, by by the family that you were living with at the time, the, the carers that I was with at the time, yeah, wow, happened to me for about three years, ongoing, every single day, more than once. You know, it was um, some horrible, horrible stuff. Did, like you, you said that you spoke up and your voice wasn't heard. Like so, obviously you. Sp- I, I complained to my docs workers. You know, I had yeah. a doc case worker. His name was David. I explained to him exactly what was going on, and mm. nothing ever come from it. You know, never once. I don't understand. Like, why? They, they, they had me, you know, they placed me in the same house, yeah. you know, um, yeah. around the exact same carers and all that kind of stuff and, yeah, nothing ever come from it. Oh, wow. Jesus. So, um, you know, at that point in my life, my trust in other people was completely broken, mm. as it would be. Yeah, um, of course. You know, uh, I guess I, I hung around a really bad crowd when I was a young and as well. I fell into real bad drug habits and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously you can imagine what that drug is. It's a ice drug. Um, mm-hmm. As of the 30th of last month, I've been clean for 14 months and I've made that decision myself because, you know, Fantastic, there's no man. life in no life in drugs. You oh. don't have any real friends in drugs or anything like no. that, just acquaintances and people that will stab you in the back any opportunity that they get. Uh, good on you, mate. It's a good Thanks. change, man. It's a good change for um, yourself because it's not, it's not an easy thing to, to kick, mate. So that's no, – it's um, – it's well done. Addiction, well done. addiction, unfortunately, is one of those things that uh, you know just uh, <coughs> spirals you into this black hole, and um, it's very, very hard to get yourself out of. Uh, in most cases, very. yeah. So for for me, you know, with my drug use and things like that in the past, mm-hmm. I more did it because that was my only way to kind of cope with the things going on in my head. Yeah, of course. You know, um, but now when I, you know, if I wanted to deal with something in a more kind of, uh, how would I say, uh, in a more positive manner, um, mm. I reach out and I talk to people because, nice. you know, to, to simply have someone, you know, whether they know you or they don't, to listen to your story and hear the things that you've been through, just to be able to get those things off your chest makes the entire world a difference and it really does. So, you know, um, so Zach, um, in, in the, some messages to me, um, you said, you know, that, uh, you, you had the thoughts of, of ending it yourself. So um, I'll tell you, um, I, I was dating a girl back in Melbourne last year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know, we, we met each other online. We really hit it off. It was a great relationship for me at the start, but it did turn very toxic, you know, and, um, my suspicion, sadly, you know, that I weren't the only guy in her life. Um, uh, they come, you know, they come to light, broke my heart. Um, so on Father's Day last year, I was in Shepparton in Victoria. Um, well, I wasn't able to talk to my six-year-old kid, you know, for Father's Day or anything like that. The relationship went to absolute shit and, um, you know, I just had enough. I had nobody. I was in another state where I didn't know anyone but this girl that I completely gave myself to. Um, 10 a.m. on Father's Day last year, I was cut out of a tree, unconscious and unresponsive by the police. Oh, jeez. And um, so I, you know... Now, as I sit here, I'm, I'm grateful that that happened because they gave me, you know, uh, another chance to live my life. So um, was, was, that, was that a massive wake-up call? was a massive wake-up call to me, and I'll tell you why. When I, when I went to the hospital, um, I spoke, you know, obviously to a few people there, mental health clinicians and stuff like that, and some nurses and whatnot, and um, I, I felt that I was neglected, you know? Um, and, and to me, like... What that experience kind of gave me was uh, the feeling of, you know, something that I live by now is I truly believe that there's not enough help out there for blokes to go through a hard time or a struggle. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, without sounding sexist or anything like that, mate, if it were a female going through a hard time, all the help, and I mean this, all the help in the world is made available to them straight away. Yeah. You know, and and, and they're they're fine. They're always set, you know. Um, But with a bloke, we're just expected to shrug it off, get on with our day, and act like nothing happened, and because of that, blokes end their life. Yeah, you know, well, um, and that's the whole point behind our podcast. That uh, you know, we want to make sure that people are aware men suffer from mental health as well, and men suffer from a lot of family disengagement and um, being shadow. You know, it's just it's it's a really um, negative world out there when you look at male and and you know all they talk about is how the males are the predominant sex that causes domestic violence but hang on what about the males on the other side of the spectrum exactly right so no one no one talks about that and hence why we've put this podcast together and yeah. look look lo and behold look what's uh, happened you know you've reached out to us going you know as a listener um, so giving us your story, which we are so grateful for. No, I really appreciate that, Zach. 
Um, I truly appreciate it. So, as well. so Zach, tell us. Um, you know, after after that episode, um, you know, you went to hospital. You talked to the mental health clinicians there. Um, yep. What advice did they give you after that? In terms of who do you who should you should talk to, or did they put you onto a psychologist? What what happened after that? They, they didn't put me onto a psychologist or anything like that, but they did refer me to a few services. But when I did try to call up two of these services, they they told me that there would be an extensive wait. Yeah, right. And that just broke me. It completely yeah. broke me. You know, so, we're, see, when a bloke I... is at that point where they don't want to be here anymore, you know, I, I feel that um, time is of the essence. So you've, you know, just, um, you've just come out of a suicide attempt. Yeah. Um, you you were saved from that. You've woken up going, fuck, I, I've got a second chance here. And then yeah. these services that are meant to be there for you right after this event – are pretty much shutting their doors going, look, we can't help you for the next 12 to 18 months. Yeah. Wow. Exactly that how it is was. fucking disgusting. That is it fucking is. disgusting. And it's like you, you're pleading for help and they've just pretty much shut the door and, oh, sorry, mate, we've fucking joined the queue. It's not like yeah. so, this is a this is a, a, a thing where you can just, oh, let's wait two months. And what my question would be, what if you then fell back into a hole and tried a reattempted and were successful? You know where where would the responsibility lay? Well, hold on. Is this you, you approached them and they said there's an extensive waiting time after you you know, did what you did? Yeah, I had the uh, I had the biggest bloody bruises on my neck as well. I ruined a lot of the blood vessels in my neck. They believe that uh, I would have been hanging for about fifteen minutes at the time they found me. Um, I remember when I climbed the tree on that morning, I video called my younger sister, I have a sister named Ashley, she's 25, um, you know, she's my best mate. <laughs> mm. And yeah. um, I, I just explained to her, you know, everything that had happened, I apologise, you know, if I'd ever been a crappy brother in the past or anything like that, and I believe she made the call that day. Yeah, right. You know, to, to have me found. And how's your, but, um, how's your relationship with your sister now after all it's, this? It's, it's getting there, yeah. you know, um, like she, she has two young kids of her own and she's married and stuff okay. like that. So I just let her do her, you know, do her thing and yeah. I do mine and she keeps in contact so, with me when she can. And yeah. Zach, not, not to get way too personal, but did your, did your attempt at suicide ruin the relationship between you and your sister? I believe it did, yeah. Yeah, so was she angry at you because of what you tried to do? And rather than, you know, come out supportive, going fuck, you know, let let's help. I um I I yeah. So I, I believe I broke her heart that day yeah. that I gave you know that, that I called her and she seen her brother in a tree with a massive rope around his neck and yeah. um and then I jumped, man. You know, um I could only imagine how that would have made her feel at the time, especially you know on Father's Day when she's with her kids and her hubby and things like that. Yeah, it's supposed to be a happy yeah, day. Yeah, I had nobody, man, absolutely nobody. You know, um, wow. I've, I've in my own life, I've come from such a dark place. You know, I've, I've experienced a lot of things that a lot of people wouldn't have experienced. You know, right. And um, I don't. As I sit here today, I refuse to let my past experiences take a toll on me now, you know, um, mm-hmm. in, in the negative way that they have. I'm using my past experiences and my life story yep. to not only help other people but to inspire other people, you know. Um, something that I like to remind everyone is that uh, realistically it doesn't cost anything to be a kind and a genuine person and the tiniest piece of kindness that we can express to another human being truly can make the entire world a difference and very well save that person's life. 100%. You know, I always say to people like, you know, you don't know what, you know, someone's going through right. their own personal lives and you could, you know, say a comment or you know, say something that you don't think is a big deal, but that yeah. person can take that fucking so bad and then you don't know, you know, you, you go home and like nothing, that other person goes home and, you know, they could be hanging from a tree, at, uh, you know, before the morning. So we just, exactly guys, right. you just... It's not. It's not hard just to be nice and just treat people how you want to be treated because you don't know if that other person that you've spoken, you know, bad to, is on the fucking edge. Yeah, and you know, if I was to speak to someone 
in a negative way. I mean, which are in a, in a joking way, but they take yeah. it. Neg- yeah. I would, you know, I'd 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 love for that person to turn around and say, "Hey, I didn't actually like what you said. Mm. I get I get mm. it was a joke, but this is the reason why." And you know, that would make it our relationship or friendship stronger. hundred percent. Exactly. That, you know, but same said, if you, if that person doesn't talk back to me to say, this is the problem I'm going through right now, how yeah. am I going to know about it? It could be a self-confidence thing on that other guy that yeah. you, you've said, and they just don't, they don't not, they just don't have the confidence to, That's to right. defend themselves. So yeah. Zach, let's, let's get yeah. a little bit positive now, right? Um, sure. we, we've learned about your story and, and, uh, and where you're at right now. So, I believe you're currently in Port Wakefield. I am. So I would like to let you guys know that today was the biggest day that I've ever walked. 58 kilometres? 58 kilometres today from Two Worlds all the way to Port Wakefield. It took Mate, me just under 12 hours, but I... 35 degree the day today. And I did it. <laughs> 35 degree so, today, and he did 58 kilometres from Two Worlds to Port fucking Wakefield. Wow. So, so, uh, when did you when when did this all start? Uh, this would have been uh, just after Christmas, right before the New Year. That was right, um, right. Yep. So you're almost almost three months into the walk. Yeah, almost three months. Right. Into the so walk. you've done eight hundred and twenty four kilometers in total, right? Correct. Oh, good on you, mate. Man, and and just so you guys know, um, I am planning to walk the Nullarbor Plains all by myself. The Nullarbor, all by yourself. All by myself. But I have some mates that drive road trains, the big trucks out there, and yeah. they're going to you know, put some water and food and stuff like that for me where it needs to be. I've got a pop-up tent, a little dome tent with a sleeping bag and stuff in my bag and everything else that I need, and hey, I'll mate, be okay. Do you think? do you think it would be cheating if you were to like hitchhike a little bit of that? It would be, yes. And I want to do this completely on foot because it's the cause that I hold so very dear to my heart and I know I can do it. The only, you know... The only limitations on the things, you know, that we want to achieve are the ones that we set for ourselves. And I know that I can do this, so, so I'm going to stop at nothing. And has everyone along your path so far been supportive? Yes. Um, everyone has been very, very supportive. Um, Fantastic. I did have a, a, a bit of a, uh, a bit of a hiccup back in North Adelaide. I stayed with, with a bloke. I don't really want to mention his name or anything like that, but he made some very, very rude sexual comments to me and, brought up a lot of trauma for me when I was at his house. So I ended Jesus. up, you know, yeah, just yeah. a few little weird things like that have happened along the way, but it is what it is. You know, the world is how it is. And, yeah, yeah, right. I mean, yeah, you're always going to come across um, assholes, aren't you? Very true. <laughs> so ha- ha- I've got to ask you, man, what shoes are you wearing? Okay, they've got to be so, some uh, awesome <laughs> shoes, man. <laughs> Would you laugh if I told you I've been wearing Kmart steel cap boots and firewalk? <laughs> Kmart steel cap boots the whole walk so far. Kmart steel cap boots are 69 buck ones. <laughs> Jesus Christ. From the start? Yeah, from Mate, the start. How are your feet feeling? My feet are fucked. Oh, but, uh, you know, I, I, it doesn't bother me. You know, as soon as I kind of, you know, finish the walk for the day and I relax for a while, the first thing I do is I take the boots off, I grab out the little bobby pin I've got and I'll, um, I'll pop the boosters. And oh, then I'll put band aids on them and put a bit of betadine yeah. on them as well, and I'm good to go the next day. So you've got a first aid kit with you? Sure do. Got a snake bite kit as well. Oh, have you come across any snakes? No, um, I did see one back in Tail and Bend, um, but that's the only one that I've seen. It was a big brown, scared the fucking shit out of him. Yeah, fucking run. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I did. At least, uh, at least I guess uh, you know there's plenty of roadkill if you get hungry. Yeah. i've actually uh so uh the majority of the food in my bag um sweet chili uh tuna the john west one i've got about 20 30 cans of that all the time and um and i also eat braised steak and onions out of the can as well right so um okay all right now let's get on to your your import wakefield at the moment um when do you reckon you'll be hitting the nullarbor when do i think i'll be hitting the nullarbor so that's probably another under 700 k's away from here, I think it might be. Um, yeah, all right, right. Uh, so um, that could still be another month yet. Okay, but um, so once you hit the Nullarbor, obviously the um, places that you could potentially stop at and restock or refresh yourself are going yep. to be very, very limited because it is a very fucking long stretch of road with nothing. Sure is. 
Um, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to pitch a tent or? I, I plan to pitch a tent and just use the sleeping bag. Um, obviously, you know, like my service on my phone is with Optus. So Optus out in the Nullarbor, that shit. How are you reception. charging your phone? Uh, Have you got a backup I've battery? Got about, I've got about 10 portable chargers, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I also walk with something called a solar blanket. It's about the size of an oh, 8 Oh, beautiful. Book. Yeah, smart. Yeah. Smart. And I just, uh, just charge up all my devices as I go. Yep. Wow. But um, <laughs> when I get to the Nullarbor, obviously my reception is going to be quite bad shit, like I was saying. Um, mm. But I plan to just take a photo of myself there, post it up on my page and say, guys, wish me luck. I'll you know, post updates as I can, but it's going to take me about two months to walk in Nullarbor. So what's your projected time to reach Perth? I, I don't have a projected time uh, for reaching Perth or anything. I'm just going with the flow, taking it day by day, you know. Um, but I would like to be there, you know, initially I thought, Maybe May, but I think it's going to be a bit longer than that. Mm. Mm. But I'm more than happy, so, you know, uh, to, to, to dedicate six or so months of my life to doing this. I have no issue at all with that. So you're, you know, when you like stop it, like how many hours would you walk a day? Like on average? Uh, between 10 to 12. All right. So you did 58 kilometers in about 12 hours today? I sure did. So what time do you start in the morning? Uh, it, it just depends. Usually, you know, I like to have a few beers the night before. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> so whenever, uh, whenever I wake up, but um, I left this morning about maybe eightish. You deserve a whole case of beer tonight. <laughs> Jeez. I'm having a few Jack Daniels here at the moment. Oh, it's a really, mate, even better. Really, really yeah. nice pub. I, um, and and how are you? Like, are you getting financed? What? How are you making your way through this? So um, I, I still get like government benefits and stuff like okay, that. And yep. to be honest with you, it's a massive fucking hassle with that. You know, obviously being on a job seeker payment, so they call it, um, they're always making me appointments and things like that. And I have to ring them up every two weeks and explain to them, you know, you guys cut me off again. I've told you I'm doing this walk and things like that. And it's just always a fucking headache. But um, on my page, I've got two fundraisers. I have a PayPal fundraiser where, you know, friends, family, things like that, that want to actually support me directly on the walk with necessities yep. and, you know, the things that I need for myself. Yeah. They can feel free to do so. I've had a few of them up. You know, we've hit the limit every time. Very, very well appreciative of all the help that I have received, mm-hmm. you know, with that. Um, and then I also have another fundraiser for the Black Dog Institute. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but um, yeah, I love absolutely. what they do. Um, you know, they are solely focused on blokes and their mental health and um, helping them, you know, get into fight and fit shape. And that, to me, means the entire world and then some. Excellent. So what we're yeah. going to do is we're going to post the, that information um, on all our socials um, and we're going to also, uh, we'll chip in a little bit as well towards yep. your your personal fund and your um, Black Dog Institute fund as well. Means of all, you've got tears in my eyes right now. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, um, we'll throw in a bit um, and, you know, we'll, we'll put a little message in there for you too. Um, you are doing a fantastic thing, mate, and I honestly wish you every single bit of success. Um, I I hope the day that you reach Perth um, will be live streamed, and uh, you know we can spread the news all around Australia um, on 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 this amazing amazing achievement. And look, mate, we're happy to every couple of weeks, mate. You know, we'll touch base with you, just see where you're at. Sounds great. If yep. you're happier to do that, yeah. more than happy. Yeah, oh, I reckon maybe we'll try and speak again just before you hit the Nullarbor because uh, fuck knows what Optus is going to do out there for you. <laughs> Sounds Opti- good. I was actually Optus thinking of getting like a uh, bloody satellite phone or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Yeah. Oh, why not? Yeah, yeah. you could probably pick up a cheap one with a satellite phone with Telstra or something, can't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, oh, excellent. Beauty, or, you know what, we might send Elon Musk a message or something, see if we can get you one of those uh, satellite dishes. What are they called? Starlink? Starlink, uh, yeah. Starlink, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mate, thank you so much for giving us your time. Um, we, we're we in a world of awe here. Like, we're just wowed by everything that you're doing. 824 kilometres so far, um, and you only have, you know, a few thousand left to go, but you, you, you'll make it. <laughs> I'll make um, it, mate. I promise I'll make it. Even, <laughs> even if it takes you, you till next Christmas, we will be here supporting you every step of the way, mate. I appreciate it very much. No, you're doing a good thing, mate. Yeah, super proud of you, mate. Um, well so just before you go, um, give us another uh, mention of your socials. Uh, where can people find you? No worries. Okay, so um, if you guys would like to follow my journey, uh, 
Zach's class to Perth, all in one word. Zach's spelled Z-A-C-S. That's yep. on Facebook. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, we will share that as well with all our um, all our followers and listeners. Um, no and, worries. Uh, we might grab one of those photos of you with your massive fuck off sunnies and uh, and your thumbs up. I'm looking at it right now. The sunglasses are goddamn bigger than your head, mate, and your nose is as red as fucking Rudolph. Rudolph, Rudolph the right. Surely you got a shit ton of sunscreen, eh? I do, I do. Uh, Zach, you are a bloody inspiration, and we wish you all the best, mate. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Good luck, mate. No worries. Thank you so much. Cheers. See you, buddy. See you, guys. What an well, absolute. I'll be saving that number and we'll be talking to him again because, fuck, that was absolutely amazing. He is a fucking inspiration, mate, honestly. Could you imagine doing 824K that? 824K so far. So is he doing it on his own? On his own. Like, he's got no support. No, He's got no cars or anything around him. It's just him and his legs. That is fucking nuts. Not bad, eh? Fucking <sighs> hell, man. Eat that, Taylor Swift. Yeah. Fucking idiot. You're making 14 million bucks a fucking show. This bloke is walking all of goddamn Australia to prove a point that men's mental health is a thing. Wow. See, that's... Yeah, we got it wrong, though. It's only 27 million per concert. 27 million per concert. Okay, 27 million. Why are we talking about Taylor again? Oh my Me and my big mouth. Um, wow. Wow. No, you know what, mate? Awesome, that bloke, <clears throat> because he got a second chance in life, right? a second chance at life. How would you feel, though, if you – that's incredible, man. That is incredible. Like, so he was – So he went to re- – for, like, for help, and they just fucking turned him away. After he tried to commit so, suicide, so he, he went it. to hospital, Yeah, right? And the mental health clinicians in hospital said, look – you need to leave hospital. Here are some support networks that you should go talk to. And he went to these mm. and pretty much um, they turned around and said, yeah, we can help you, but you'll be 12 to 18 months wait list. Is that how long they yeah, said? There was no urgency to his matter. The guy walked in with bruises around his neck, clearly showing the distress. That is fucking ridiculous. So so he, he obviously jumped out of the tree. And he was, how his neck didn't break. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Mate, you would say that's that's uh, God's doing there. I think so. Yeah. Um, but, wow, and he's still struggling, in, not not with the walk, but with the support around him. Did you hear about the Centrelink? That mm. because he's not presenting to appointments and that, they're cutting him off his payments. So, mm. Jesus Christ. So, he said he was in, uh, in the foster... Yeah, system. so after they, he got taken away from his parents at the uh, age of 12, mm. and then he got put in foster homes. So mm. basically what that means is he's in the in the care of the state, mm. right? Mm. And then they put him out to different families. Right. Um, the carers that were looking after him at the time were sexually right. abusing him. So He was trying to voice that, um, and the program he was under weren't believing him. So, oh, okay. So... He's saying that obviously he's got a, some sort of relationship with his sister. Does yeah, he had. had but not so he, he, his sister was his best mate. Yeah. And, she, and now he, rang her, he rang her just before hang, uh, trying to hang himself. Yeah. And he reckons that the sister was the one that pretty much called the cops. Mm. Um, and they got there just him. in time. So like, he would have been there 10, 15 minutes hanging. Fuck. So. So. But I, <clears throat> I, I don't really need to, I, I, I don't know how to ask him but um his parents now um he did make a post the other day actually which mm. was quite um and I, I should have i should have bloody um talked to him about it um mm. so like when you're in the, see i already know how it works but when you're in the foster system um do you have a relationship with your parents at all no, no, you, you you literally get taken away from your parents. But they can, um, they can right up until. I think when you're under 18, they can, but yeah, they really do. There's, um, so a lot of the clients I have are in similar situations where they get their kids taken away. Yeah. 
Um, they have what's called um, like a reuni- reunification days yeah. where they're allowed to spend time with their kids okay. but under supervision. Yeah. Um, so it would be... That's fucked. So that... So it would obviously be like if the, his parents were abusive or in drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. That's why that Pretty would be much, taken away. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, I, did, I did see it somewhere, but I don't know, I don't know how far it back it goes. There's, there's a post he made on his page mm. um, saying that he hasn't spoken to his dad in a very, uh, very, very long time, um, but um, his dad reached out to him. While he's on the walk? Yeah, while he's been on the walk to say that he's um, supporting him all the way. And he felt that was a, a, a great turning point that's very, that's very um, good. and very a big good. thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, like, I, I, can't, I don't know. He hasn't really said much about his mum. Okay. Um, but, yeah, maybe we can talk about that next time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... Uh, and I mean, look at this guy. So on the 31st of Jan, to the nasty few people that have gone out of their way to contact the radio station I've been on, contacted the paper I've been in, slandered my name saying I don't actually walk, you need to find something better to do with your time and not bring someone down that's doing something genuine unless you want to whack a pair of boots on and walk with me. Kindly keep my name out of your mouth. You know who you are. Cheers. See, so... There's people out there that are still thinking, fuck, this, this guy is just full of shit. But, I mean, he's proving every step of his way what he's up to and where he's at. Yeah. And a big kudos to all those businesses out there that are helping this guy. And, you know, like tonight he's spending time in a, in a room at a pub at Port Wakefield. And they're not charging him. Right, and they're not charging him. Oh, fucking legends, man. Right, so we'll, um, we'll, we'll definitely, on behalf of two blokes in the pod, throw a we'll few bucks there we'll and, um, him. and help him out. Hey, you know what? That's, that's a pretty hefty topic to, to get on um, straight after fucking Taylor Swift. But, um, God, 96,000 people a night. Huh? 96,000 people a night. How many... Um did we find out about Sydney? How yeah. many? Where is she playing? And how Probably many? ANZ Stadium. Where? A core. A core. Oh my god! So what's, what's that? that? That's about that's that's a, a hundred thousand, is isn't it? Is that ANZ the old ANZ Stadium? Is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. That's I'll, the old uh, watched, old Olympic Stadium, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. hundred hundred thousand plus. Yeah. I, so, I went. To, I went I there for that. The Yeah, so I went there for the ACDC concert. She's doing four of those there. Mm. I went to the ACDC concert at ANZ Stadium. And fucking hell, mate. Like, that was so Mate, I went to the ACDC concert at Adelaide Oval and god damn, there was tickets everywhere. Couldn't get tickets. (laughs) Back in 2009, I think they came. (laughs) Yeah, it was great. Black Ice Tour. It was great. That was a very special night for me. I learned learned a lot of valuable uh, lessons that night. And what was that? Going to Macca's for a salad is like going to a hooker for a hug. <laughs> Life lessons of Akadaka. I know. Who goes to Macca's for a salad? I mean, I get the Caesar wrap sometimes. <laughs> That's nice, isn't it? Um, all right. You know what? I think what we're going to do is, because um, I've had enough of that shit and mm. I don't want to talk about her anymore, mm. but Zach has pretty much topped off the, the highlight of the, of the episode so, so far. Um, what we're going to do, I reckon, let's go to Blokes a bit. Yep. This is. This is. This is. Blokes a bit. Did that just blow your ears away? Jeez. That happens to me every week, oh so I'm used to it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, okay. First, we're going to start with the most important topic. Arsenal. Yep. <laughs> yep. Arsenal 5-0. Another, another clean sheet for Raya. Mate, that is five games, 26 goals. 26 goals in five games. Man City drew. Killer. We're second on the ladder by two points, which is not safe, but good. Yeah, if they, um, if they win their, next, uh, their game in hand... But I I can see Liverpool struggling a little bit now because they've just received a few big injuries. Two injuries there, yep. Right? Um, and that could make or break them for the rest of the season, mm. although Salah is a little bit on fire at the moment. Yeah, and it was his first game back from injury? Yeah, something like that. And he just fucking was ripping it up, man. Bloody hell. 
You know, I did. You know what I did go? Um, I went to the Thirty Sixers game on the weekend. First basketball game I've ever been to, like as in the, their league. I got to say, sold out in the entertainment center. Nine apparently nine home games in a row sold out, and man, the crowd is fucking wild. I bet. I bet. Wild. I know nothing about basketball, as in like you know. I, I didn't even know where the 36ers were on the ladder. Like, I just went because I got They tickets. are doing phenomenal. No, they're not. They are second to bottom. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, this second half of the season... Oh, yeah, much better. They've been cranking out. I mean, they're not going to get to finals. No, I think that was the last game. Of the ever since N- uh, Ninnis took over, yeah. it's a whole different team, man. Man, um, yeah, the, the crowd was wild. Dimitri loved it, you know? So it was, it was a good night. Good night. Um, all right, so I'm going to talk about something which I found completely fucking hilarious, right? Yeah. So I was just randomly reading shit online like I normally do because I've got nothing better to do at work. Um, I Maybe mean, do your actually, job. Actually do my job, yeah. Other than that. Um, <laughs> so a Batuta Ponds bloke. Now, I have no fucking idea where Batuta Ponds is. Um, oh, is that a place? Yeah. Oh. A Batuta Ponds bloke has found himself somehow managing to fuck up what could have been a long and prosperous relationship by accidentally sharing a glimpse of his bizarre YouTube history. Right? Wow. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to raise a question after this, but I'm going to continue. So it's alleged that Jamie Hughes has uh, been just about to pop on a... Oh, had just a bit about to be pop on a movie with his date Sarah when he had an uh, inexplicable male urge to show her a series of YouTube videos. That is, of course, after showing her his camera roll and explaining the funny backstories behind every photo he's ever taken. That's like me now That's trying to show my wife the um, the little uh, reels that we make for the show, and you know she's got completely no interest at all in them. <laughs> Oh, fucking you and Stamati again. Um, she did like the ones with Kieran, though. She's like, oh, how old's that bloke? The Xeno. The Xeno. Fucking, yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, he's only 25 or something like that. How Fuck. Fuck. 25. I believe that. My what God, are you doing the, at 25? the comments that we got on our, on our videos. My God. No way. That bloke looks like 50. <laughs> Who? Him. Looks like 50 cent. No, 50. 50 years old. Oh, I'm like, no. God, that's going in the bloopers reel. My Lord. Shit. All right, so he goes. Do it to myself. um, So behind every photo he's taken. Oh, my God, that reminds me. I have to show you this, he said excitedly. His memory tickled by a video of his mates attempting to do an ollie on his skateboard. It's so, so funny. Firing up YouTube app on his smart TV. So not on his phone now. He's fired up on the TV. Jamie had no idea he was about to nuke his nice nice guy image by showing an algorithm that was only marginally better than his Pornhub history. Oh, he muttered as his date stared in horror at his numerous videos of attractive costumed women whispering into microphones. Oh, shit. Um... Fucking hell. I told my brother to stop using YouTube, my YouTube. Fucking save. Right? Yeah, what a save. That's a good save. I have, listen to this. I have absolutely no interest in Nazi medical documentaries. Fuck. <laughs> so he got busted by a potential girlfriend um, with his history of YouTube searches. Wow. Now, my, my question my question, and I'm going to put this as a poll on our podcast and on our page. My question is, when have you ever been caught out with stuff that you watch on your phone? Never. Never? Never. No, that's stupid. Okay, so... I mean, no, my history is crystal clean. Okay. About. So, I have been caught a few times, no. um, mainly because... Uh, my kids decide that they want to go play on dad's phone. And when my son was younger, he was just tapping at all, all different apps, everything. Right. And um, somehow he got onto Safari and I forgot that the last tab on Safari was Pornhub. 
<laughs> so we're in a cafe. No. <laughs> he's playing. Now, this is before my second son came. He's playing the phone. And all of a sudden, you just hear, uh, uh, oh, uh. No. yeah, which take one? that bitch. Uh, which oh, one? Uh, uh, I don't know, man. James. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, James. Oh. I can't remember exactly what the video was, but all I can remember was the speakers were very loud because he was watching ABC Kids or something on my phone beforehand. Oh, and yes, so um, tell me this: Have you gone back into that restaurant? No. No, thank fuck. No. When was this? And um, my my wife has uh, not allowed my kids to touch my phone ever since. <laughs> Fix that problem. Just give buy them an iPad for themselves. So now I don't I don't do any of that stuff. My history is clean on YouTube. On anything on my Safari, the history is clean. What about you, Mister Producer? Fuck, now, what a politician. I will I will say another story about another another situation which doesn't involve me, but I I was the one that did the court the catching, mm. right? Um, so <laughs> I was uh, working in a particular place. I won't name the place, um, and definitely not my current uh, place of work. Mm. And um, I worked with this guy who um, happened to be a little bit um, I don't know how do you put it out there. Extroverted? Yeah. Yeah. No, not extrovert. Like, like, out there. Like Mardi Gras out there. Yeah? Yeah. Anyway, and no one ever suspected him of being gay. Mm. Um, But there was this one time he was in his office at work and um, he walks away from his computer and then he turns down the hallway and he goes, oh, shit, I forgot such and such for the meeting. Do you mind grabbing it from my desk? Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm like, yep, no problems. As the as the lackey in the office, I'm like, yep, no problems. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I walk around his desk to grab the document that he needed me to get. Mm-hmm. And on the screen, all I see is the words squirt.org. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is squirt.org? So you clicked enter? No, I didn't touch it. I didn't touch it. Okay. I looked at it and I go, squirt.org. Right underneath that, the best gay hookups. Oh, no. Right on his screen. Now, I'm thinking to myself, okay, did he purposely leave it on his screen? Is he making a pass here? And then made me go to sort of make a point? Or did he actually leave it on the screen? Anyway, I walked in the meeting. I gave him the document and he looks at me. Thanks, mate. Cheers. All good. He wasn't making a pass. No, he wasn't making a pass. Fucking who would make a pass at me? And then I like thought about it, thought about it, thought about it. I'm like, okay, this guy's gay. This guy definitely is gay. Um, And then he came to me about two days later and he goes, oh, um, about what you saw on the computer. Oh, fuck. You haven't really discussed it with anyone, have you? And I'm like, uh, what did I see on the computer? He goes, oh, you didn't- Never mind. See, you didn't see anything? I go, nah, mate, you asked me to grab a document. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> what, what, what do you think? I'm gonna turn your computer on or something? Was it on already? No, his computer was on. Yeah, okay. It was on that screen. At work. At work. Are we talking like the Google search or are we talking like the the, the, the website? The actual website, man. Oh, fuck. How can you not see it? Well, I wouldn't have seen it if it was Google search history because I wasn't, I wasn't going on his computer. Yeah. The actual goddamn website. So when he logged it's back- like in the middle of a work day. Yeah, man. When it's like, what? obviously- obviously yeah, hookups for that night, bro. I don't know. I don't know. I've I, look. I've never used Squirt.com. I don't know what the fuck it is, but I'm gathering it's sort of like a Tinder or something. Like a right. What's that other one called? That gay one. Uh, oh, grinder. Oh, grinder. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nah. I don't you know that, that either. Pretty fucking quickly, mate. No, because I've been paid out about. Oh, oh you're you on Grinder or something? I'm like, what the fuck is Grinder? Yeah. Anyway. Anywho. Um. So. I don't know, but um, he must have been looking for a hookup or something, you know, nearby in the CBD. People must, you know, suck off each other in toilets or some oh, shit. Geez. But yeah, so he goes, oh, oh, you never saw anything? I go, um, was there something I was meant to see, like confidential? And he goes, 
Oh, no, 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 no. Just, yeah, I've been working on a few projects and I really don't want to be talking about them yet. Uh, I'm like, oh, no, nah, no. Nah. I grabbed the document and I came straight back into the meeting. Ah, oh, perfect. No problems. To this day, he doesn't know that I know he's gay. Yeah, well, nice. maybe bi. What I else? don't know. Whatever. I thought he was married. Whatever tickles your fantasy. Yeah. But that's it. That's my bloke's bits. Have you got bloke's bits? No, I just wanted to talk about the basketball, how well Arsenal's doing, peaking about Man City, peaking about Liverpool, loving that Tottenham is shit. Um, it's good that uh, Aston Villa have uh, took uh, taken their foot off the gas a little bit. It's hilarious that Chelsea are really, really shit. Um, Yet they drew against Man City. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. Um, so keep doing that against the big teams. I'm happy. Yeah, keep doing that against the big. Just draw the, against the big teams and just lose every other one. That's fine by me. So I'm liking how the EPL is shaping up toward the. Uh, Actually, that's that's my next question. Where are uh, our blue boys uh, on the ladder? Comets. Uh, not comets, dickhead. Blue boys. Who the fuck are you talking about? Here we go. Uh, table. Everton. Oh, what the uh, fuck? They're um, in uh, 17th, uh, 18th. Oh, so they're in relegation zone. Yeah. and uh, Luton Town is on top of them. Yeah, and they got a couple of games in hand, I think. Wow. Don't they? Uh, no, they're, they're equal games. Okay, equal games now. Yeah, what's, wow. what's the points? Uh, 20 and 19. Fuck. Yeah, I know. It's tight, but wow. Oh, there you but, go. And uh, Wrexham, they won on the weekend? Back into third, uh, second yes. or third? Yes, yes, yes. Wrexham won on the weekend. Um, they're third. And they've got a, a game in hand? Yes, they do. They do. No, they've got two games in two hand. Two games in yeah. hand. If they win both of them, they go second? Yes. So how does it work with its League 2 or so League 1? So top, the top three teams automatically get promoted to League 1. Correct. Yeah. And then you've got a few that they're going to playoffs. And then the, the, then the second th- lot of three going to play – three or four going to a playoff – but how does it work? Because only two get relegated. The bottom two get look, look at this. All right, so on, are you on FopMob? No, I'm on uh, live. All right, no, live's live score. Oh, live score. Oh, okay. Um, let's have a look here. Wrexham. Where are they? Oh, so the top three go up, and then you got one, two, three, four that go into a playoff. Yes. Right? But look, it's only the bottom two. Oh. They get relegated. How does that work? Yeah, so what happens, I think the top two... Oh, shit, I don't actually know. So it's the bottom two, you know what? they get relegated. Hold this thought. Maybe we'll come back next week and discuss it. Yeah, because they've got... Yeah, they've got the top three go through, and then... Uh, fourth to seventh are going to playoff to get promoted. So four teams go up, but two teams um, get relegated. Yeah. Okay. Don't there know how that works. All right. Um, so next episode, we're going to have someone special on. Her name's Jenny Thompson. Mm. Um, so Jenny Thompson is the founder of um, uh, of a place uh, that pretty much supports female crickets and female sports. Um, so I thought. Fantastic. Beautiful. She's also got some very big, interesting connections in the UK, um, which we will t- talk about next week. Leave it with a cliffhanger. Yeah, I'm not going to mention much more, but I'll tell you what, this is huge. Huge episode. And she's going to open up about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a very interesting talk. Uh, look, I'm a very big supporter of female sports. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it gets enough coverage and enough. Mm. Um, and even as a men's podcast, we definitely support that stuff. Well, look, man, just you know, only last year we had the Women's World Cup. Yeah. How fucking good was that? It was phenomenal. And I supported that whole thing all the way through. Um, but, yeah, so Jenny Thompson is going to come on. She's got an Instagram page called Her World Cricket Tour. Yep. She's about to leave Australia to go um, around the world to promote her World Cricket Tour mm-hmm. for girl sports. Um, and I'm really excited. In the meantime, um, again, uh, we will be having some a further sponsor announcements in the next couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Very busy 
collecting sponsors and uh, thank you to everyone that's reached out. Beautiful. Um, but you can find us on all our socials at uh, Two Blokes in a Pod on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. TikTok. And the reels. I have a big massive shout out to Kieran who um, has Ooh. been... <laughs> yes, the uh, the I'll producer. Say sitting quietly in the corner, but he really hasn't been not, sitting. Not at all. You've been he, very naughty. Very, very naughty. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I finally fixed the audio issue. The last episodes have, uh, last couple yep. of episodes have had dropping out mics. I've bought brand new cables, color coded as well. Beautiful. Red and blue. Why can't I be blue? That's my favorite color. Oh, whatever. You can have the blue one next week. Beautiful. Um, hey, great episode. Zach, all the best on your journey. Thanks and reach, um, out, reach out to Zach's, Zach's Path to Perth. Yep. One word, Z-A-C-S, Path to Perth. And make sure you support him, guys. Drop a few bucks. Every dollar will count. Ten bucks, twenty bucks. Yeah, towards him. So thank you very much. Guys, signing out. This Thanks, is guys. two blokes in a pod. This is This episode is brought to you by Lush Clean Kicks. Your pride and joy need a bit of a TLC, bring them back to their former glory. Get in touch with only the best products said to make them all clean and crispy again. Reach out to Benny, lushcleankicks at gmail.com or check him out on Instagram and Facebook.